end of the year, Melissa. We made it to the end of the year. 2023 is almost in our rear view. We are staring down the week between Christmas and New Year's, just like everybody else. Um, And, you know, upon, upon review, 2023 has been okay. Certainly been good from the perspective of, of CMAA. Absolutely. It's, it's been a really good year for CMAA. It's been a really good year for the club industry. Uh, you know, we know from talking with our members that the most common response when I say, how are you doing is busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clubs are busy, our members are busy, and they are handling things like a champ. And so, you know, and we always love to hear from our members about their successes and their growth and their experiences. And so we were so excited. Oh my gosh! To so connect with this this edition's guest, and uh, she's had a great year. She has had a great year, and so we are excited to introduce you to Julia Rush. She is the director of catering for the Cosmos Club in Washington D.C. She adopted a new philosophy this year, and it has brought her great experiences and successes, and Mm -hmm. we are thrilled to let her tell you more about it. Yes, so please enjoy our conversation with Julia and our typification of what really was the best of 2023. Well, we are thrilled to have you joining us today on the PAT podcast, and uh, we'll start with a nice, easy, easy question. How are you? How's your winter been? It is good. Um, I was mentioning earlier, I we we had to make it till December 16th and we've survived December 16th and now we are officially home free. We're going to do a lot of um, R&R and kind of restructuring some of our SOPs in January and figuring out how best to, to operate the catering office and some of our other food and beverage, um, how that impacts other food and beverage departments here in January. Um, I have a new fabulous coordinator who's helping me with a lot of those projects. So she has also helped me survive this crazy December. Um, The club was really busy and it was really fantastic, but we are also happy for a a smidge of a break. So. Absolutely. Great way to end, great way to end the year with a little R&R and and starting fresh with new plans. Yeah. So we're here to talk about 2023 and 2023 has been a, a great year. And you had a kind of a unique philosophy for 2023. Can you tell us a little bit about how, what that is, how you've embraced it and what it's meant to you? Yes. So uh, a little bit of backstory on that. My boss left the Cosmos Club in April of 2022, late April. And um, my food and beverage director jumped in, my, you know, AGM jumped in and I was essentially a catering office of one for three solid months and then we hired a catering assistant um i guess technically it couldn't have come at a better time because june july you know we're we're pretty slow at the club and when we did find the assistant getting her up off the ground really honestly just doing admin work wasn't the worst thing in the world she actually didn't report to me so i didn't have to worry about any kind of disciplinary stuff or anything like that my food and beverage director was still technically her boss and so that was was helpful but um getting her up to speed and getting her going meant i could focus on actual like catering things i was in charge of planning all the events and doing all the stuff i made sandy keep some of the you know high touch groups that she's worked with for a long time in her tenure at cosmos and then untook um 
you know, one-off big things here and there just so that I could focus on the main kind of bread and butter. And we made it. We much like this year, we we made it to the end of of December, and I sat there on on whatever day in 2022 was my December 16th or whatever, and I took a big breath and I said, I can do this. I just did this for almost a year. I can do this. I can do whatever. And so I decided that 2023 was going to be the year of yes. So. <laughs> there's a big and somebody funny enough asked me about it one of our IT guys had to work on my computer yesterday to make sure I was all shored up for this and I have a pink glittery Y sticker on the back of my computer and he's like Julia what's the Y stand for and I was like it's the year of yes Adam like duh obviously <laughs> um and so I decided early on I was gonna say yes to everything so Shelly and Christina and our, our women's call in January, they found me, they liked what I had to say in that call. They asked me to be <laughs> at, they asked me to speak at conference that year. That was the first like major yes, huge yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I planted the seed. I've been involved with um, the NCCMA golf committee kind of for the entire time I've been a part of NCCMA. And I, I told everybody, I started planting the seeds March, April, May at a first tournament. I said, hey, I love this. I love this. But I would really <laughs> like to be on the board. I'm really, truly interested in being on the board. Um, and, you know, I planted that seed. And and then, you know, actual conference came. I did all that. I, I you know, I said yes to every opportunity at conference this year. Um, Kim asked me about all the, the good stuff along with um, – the mid-management task force that was a big absolute yes the board actualization came came to be real um and then i found out i had won the sally burns rainbow scholarship so um i applied you know for for a, a few other things and and i didn't get yeses back on on all of the, of the stuff i wanted to do but it became you know and i i don't we'll circle back to all those those wonderful things i did finally get to say yes to because i don't want to you know, eat up all the things in the first 20 minutes, but <laughs> it was just a major, if I can do all of what I did last year, what can't I do? I and so that. far, well, so far I haven't found anything I can't do, you know, majorly, truly, there's nothing anyone's really told me a hard, absolute no to that has been, you know, like, excuse me, life altering. Right. Oh, Julia, I love that. I think that that <laughs> approach is so um self-possessed I think like it takes a lot of courage to be able to say well rather to be able to recognize like you just said that there isn't there hasn't anything nothing has come across where you're like oh no I I definitely cannot do that (laughs) I would be fooling myself if I thought I could um but it takes a lot of courage to to look at a problem or look at an opportunity and say no I I can do this and I'm going to try really hard um so that's fantastic. I love that 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 is how you've approached this year. Um, you know, you you mentioned several opportunities that came your way, and I wanted to dive into a couple of those. The first being the first one that you mentioned, which is the um, women in club management uh, conference opportunity. And I know that that one was definitely had it was a high and a low moment in like at the same time for you, right? Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what that was like and and how you kind of pivoted in that moment and grew out of it. Yes. So um, 
earlier in in the week, obviously Mitchell had promoted me to uh, director of catering from catering manager in one of his sessions. Thank you, ladies. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. You. That's awesome. Um, and so I was already riding like the best high. I was having the best time. Conference is my Super Bowl. It has yes. been <laughs> since I was a student in 2017. Like I I love this stuff. And um, I had my favorite outfit on and I felt good and I was ready to go. And I went back to my room and I got my notes and I just sat there for a minute and I practiced a little bit. And, you know, I did acting as a kid and it was like, it was that, you know, I can do this. I know what I'm talking about. I know my lines. I know what I'm saying. It's not, you know, again, like I mentioned in my actual session, nothing I'm saying is revolutionary. So I got up there and I felt good. I felt ready to go. I walked down there. Um, and I think things like started sideways when it, the temperature, Yeah. the temperature in the room Kim Pasquale could see me up at the front of the room and I was like clearly like physically melting. Oh no. <laughs> um, and so she started adjusting things on the back and I could see them r- running around. But like, I don't get nervous in front of big groups. And this really wasn't something like terrifying to me. Right. I, I, I have never experienced um, a fear like that, I think. The, the catalyst for all of that, truly, honestly, I'm getting along. I'm I'm reading my slides. We're we're having a good time. And I look down at a man who just looks so bored. No. <laughs> like I will never ever sitting in a session. I will never ever. I'm gonna sit there and smile. Like the police still your experiment. face, friends. Mm-hmm. Police your Absolutely. face. <laughs> I I felt immediate. I was like I've lost them. And, like, he's one man in a crowd of 300 people or however many we decided were in there. And I just paused. And I looked over at my slides. And now, of course, hindsight 2020, I should have just gone over there. I had everything typed out. I had my notes ready to go. I could have said, give me just a second. And I just (laughs) froze. And out of the ashes, Kevin Carroll, my (laughs) old GM at the Atlanta Athletic Club, stands up and just starts clapping for me just starts that that round of applause that we all became a part of mm-hmm. and gave me a minute to to enjoy the kind of first of all the bliss of being up there the bliss of being a 27 year old yeah. speaker at conference and or yeah. I guess I was 26 at the time you know and and he let me enjoy that moment my entire management team was at conference this year because it was Mitchell's conference and they stood up and my parents were there because it was in my hometown and they stood up and my dad had just had a knee replacement and he's standing and you know I'm looking out and I am so blessed that I have used conference and I've used my connections within CMA effectively because at almost every single table there was a person I I knew personally standing mm-hmm. there clapping for me. I have no idea who the man was who was <laughs> so bored. So bored. <laughs> and he was probably one of the ones who wrote a nasty, you know, this was the worst session I've ever attended. <laughs> that doesn't nope. mean anything. And I got a chance to kind of gather my bearings. We yeah. finished out the rest of like what would have been my presentation and, and rolled right into... Q&A. And again, I think had my session gone exactly how it was supposed to, people would have left there. And the people who wanted to learn something and wanted to take something out of that session, they still would have. Mm -hmm. But because 
I had that moment of being a real person. I think way more people were impacted by what I said, or even yeah. maybe not just what I said, maybe what, what I did or how I recovered or whatever the case may be the entire rest of conference. And fortunately, I'm not a face anybody that can forget. People came <laughs> up to me who I'd known for years, who I'd known for 20 minutes, who you know had never met me before and said, that was so inspiring. I'm so glad you got up there and did that. I'm so sorry things went, like there was a whole slew uh, or a range of, of things that people said to comfort me or to bolster right. me. Or, and I just think that, next year or, or the year after or whenever you know those folks see me again they were touched by what I said regardless of what it had to do on the subject matter and I think that was another like it, I still count it as a win it was a bumpy win for sure um, but it was one of those things where I stood up there and and knew that you know part of what I was talking about was that I, I'm I love my job and I love the support I get that was incredibly supportive that was yeah. the support I was talking about. CMA as a whole stood up there and supported me entirely and fully. There was not a, That's there wasn't, cool. even the grumpy man had to have been standing. There was no one sitting. Everyone was cheering me on. Oh, Julia, Amazing. I think you're, that's, I mean, I remember I wasn't in the room for this, but I remember hearing about it afterwards and being so proud of you for continuing through that but also like proud of like you said our association and the people that make it up because um i think it, it was so demonstrative of exactly what you were talking about that like network of support that you've built over your time in the association and your time in clubs um showed up for you when you needed that little just extra like oh nope need need something to lean on here for just a minute and it showed up and it showed up in a way that you probably never expected. And I think that that's really, really cool. Um, follow up to that. How did you kind of carry that feeling or that lesson from conference through the rest of the year? More yeses. <laughs> more yeses. More, more sticking myself <laughs> out to be, you know, because again, at that point, I knew I could fail at work. I knew I, right. I got, I had that, but what else could I, you know, put my name in the hat for? to be successful, you know, and, um, internally at the club, you know, I'd already done a bunch of restructuring of things just to make life easier inadvertently. We made a lot of those changes real permanent. Um, I got to hire my fabulous, fantastic new coordinator who I couldn't have dreamed up better. <laughs> um, and then again, you know, right after that, it was, it was Kim asking me, you know, do you have any interest? And, and again, partially because of the the success or, or whatever we want to call it with my, my conference session. She said, I think this would be, you know, what you spoke on and the subject matter of, of the support. And, and it just, you know, it doesn't have to be this hard kind of philosophy okay. along with my say yes. Um, that was an easy yes. And, and joining that we've, we've already been able to implement a couple really cool things within the mid management task force and Casey Newman, um, a fellow Florida state grad who I looked up, <laughs> I, and, and another second gen club manager, you know, her her dad and her and I look up to her a ton. So for her to be kind of charging that that committee and and or task force um, and me being able to be on it, there's several of us who I have real close relationships with. And, you know, my old my other old GM from the Atlanta Athletic Club and, and our their second in command now. I never, I've not gotten a chance to work with Audra uh, myself, but it's so cool to be on this task force and 
also be able to actually like give actionable items. Yeah, you affect um, change. You're affecting some positive change within the association, which is pretty cool. So it's it's fun to be a part of that, and and it kind of greases the wheels for next, you know, next. whatever is next (laughs) (laughs) what yeah what the what the next you know big thing is but um it just you know I think all of the things that I was able to kind of even express interest in have come my way you know and and have actualized which I think has been really really exciting that's really cool I love that. I love that so much. And I, you know, thinking about as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking more about the idea of um, how your conference session not only was so supportive of you, but I also think like is a reminder that even when we have moments of perceived failure, there is a safety net. There is a group of people who are standing behind you who are ready to like help you up, give you a hand, you know, pull you up off the ground or pull you out of a hole or give you a minute to regroup and gather your breath and just figure out where the heck you are and what you're doing, you know, take your pick. But but knowing that that support system exists means maybe that saying yes to more big things in the future is less scary because you know that failure isn't really that thing. You have a support system behind you who you can lean on when things get tougher, maybe when things don't go the way you expect them to. And I think that that's really cool. And something that we talk about a lot um, from the perspective of, you know, just the value of networking within CMAA. Obviously, yes, it can give you a lot of great professional connections. Sure, we talk about that all the time, but I think um, it goes so much beyond somebody who could give you a job. It's so much more than that. It's it's all about what exactly what you're talking about, that ongoing personal and professional support and um, confidence in you. And yeah, I think it's really cool. So Julia, I'm so proud of you. I Like I said, I think <laughs> it was really courageous. I think it's courageous to keep saying yes to things even when they might be a little scary or intimidating. So good job. Well, and out of that, you know, Amber, brought me up a bottle of water and stood there and, and helped, you know, kind of get my bearings too. And, and so we have, we already had a, a, a decent relationship because Mitchell Platt, my GM is one of her mentors. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, I'd been, I'd been introduced to her prior to that. And the fact that I got to speak up on the same stage as her <laughs> was already this fantastic thing. And the, and she got up there and she's taking care of me and we've kept in contact and her, you know, I've been able to celebrate her, her move over to Piedmont driving club um, and I may someday use her as a, a weasel yep. back into the Georgia chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go work for Amber. Way, way, if any of my managers are listening, way She's down kidding, Mitchell. Not. She's not being serious yep, yep, right yep. now. She wasn't talking about right now. <laughs> this is um, aspirational future, Julia, not present Julia. <laughs> yeah, whatever year that is will also be the year of yes. So. Yes, of course. <laughs> just, of course. That connection, you know, is one of many who I, I treasure all of the connections I've made but that one she's she stood up there like you said and she gave that unconditional support um you know all of the ladies are amazing and Christina and and so many people came up and gave me hugs and and told me how wonderful I was and how beautiful I was and you know all the things that (laughs) you need to hear at that moment literally Kyle (laughs) literally patting me I'm just gonna it's okay don't be cry you're fine (laughs) yeah um so it's so many good things have come out of of all of the 
the yeses and it's it's insane uh, well you know i think there's a lot to celebrate in that and and i think that it's a just like i said a really great example of how even when things don't go the way you expect them to good things can come from that um Speaking of more good things for you this year, you mentioned being a Sally Burns Rambo Scholarship recipient, which is a great opportunity and a huge deal. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what your plans are for those funds and how you're going forward on uh, what I assume is your journey towards achieving your CCM? <laughs> yes. So I started as a student member back in 2017, mm -hmm. and I have drank the Kool-Aid. We have absolutely... <laughs> guzzled the Kool-Aid. I'm going to um, take li this much credit for that because I was running the student program when Julia was in it. We're in charge of me. You were in charge of me um, for two really good years. Uh, and so I True. guess a year and a half, but um, I've always wanted to get my CCM, but I've never set some hard deadline. You know, I, I, there was no like, I'm going to be a CCM by the time I'm 30, by the time right. I'm, you know, whatever the case may be, I, I knew the journey would come. And I had a ton of opportunity in the Georgia chapter when I worked at AAC to do local education. Mm -hmm. And we we went to conference because we were the easiest to to miss at the club. Um, there were three of us young managers. And, and so I, I still was able to do all that. But there wasn't much discussion beyond that on kind of what I wanted to do. And so I kind of put it on the back burner and I was happy with the local stuff. And I, I was involved with the local stuff and, and really enjoyed it. And um when I got to Cosmos, I, I made it a little clearer that like, let's, you know, let's get this going. And of course, Mitchell is so supportive on education opportunities. So as soon as I made my intentions clear there, I had my first BMI in 2021, uh -huh. you know, fully ready to go, fully, fully excited and, and actualized. And, and that was fantastic. And again, I made a ton of wonderful connections there that I keep in touch with. And um, so not long after that, we sat down and kind of mapped out the rest of my my mm -hmm. BMI journey and it was a you know everything is covered if if we need it but like let's start applying for scholarships and sure. um so this year I was going to apply I I won the NCTMA mid-manager scholarship to pay for part of my first BMI so so that was mostly covered um but this year I was going to apply for both Sally Burns and Kendall and you know I I was truly literally wrapping up my uh, Kendall scholarship when Ava called me and it was a terrible week. <laughs> it was awful. And she's like, Julia, are you sitting down right now? <laughs> and I started crying, you know, of course, <laughs> it was the best news at the at the perfect time. And I got up and I, I, I feel like maybe I was a little rude to Ava just because I was so excited to go tell anyone and everyone who would listen. Yes. I took off running. I went to my boss's office. I went to Mitchell's office. I went to Sandy's office. I ran up to Carolyn and, <laughs> and, um, you know, everyone's more than, yes, this is a fantastic scholarship and it's going to pay for my education for, for CCM and, and, you know, it'll, it'll cover that next BMI. Um, but to join the leagues of women, you know, what the, the the greats mm -hmm. and and I am the third woman who's worked at the Cosmos Club who has won the Sally Burns Rambo Scholarship. Sandy is a Sally Burns Rambo Scholar. Carolyn is a, a recent Sally Burns Rambo Scholar, and then to be considered myself, mm -hmm. unsure. You know, you always second guess. I have this yep. fantastic list of things I've done and the the things I'm involved with, and 
and you still submit it and you're like, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know, you, imposter self- syndrome is real, dude. <laughs> self doubt is insane. Yes. And you know, when Ava called me, it wasn't that I couldn't believe it. It was just I know so many wonderful women in our industry who do apply for this every year. And don't and, and yep. to be considered and and I I won amongst really fantastic people this year who I'm sure felt the same thing and they they went through the same journey and you know, I don't know if we'll ever get over that as as people or women and mm-hmm. in this industry, but it was really incredible and then, you know, for weeks after that it was just this this high of yes, I've got this great scholarship money and and that's amazing, but I have joined the ranks, you know, and I have a friend Joanna who's in the, the Lone Star chapter and she they had their um Yellow Rose Gala, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Yellow Rose. Oh. And she yeah. sent me a picture of the at the gala. They had the whole printout of every Sally Burns Rambo scholar. And, you know, it's just women supporting women. Yep. She's texting me like, look where you are. <laughs> it's so. big Leslie Nope energy. That's what's happening. <laughs> and it was just, exactly. it's just been so fun because um, that, that, day that we found out that that you guys posted it to Instagram, Audrey Karras was actually at Cosmos. We had an education that day for NCCMA and we were like on a break and someone was like, congrats. And I'm like, on what? <laughs> what are you what? talking about? <laughs> and they're like, the Instagram, you you won Sally Burns Rambo. I was like, what? They posted <laughs> on Instagram. So Audrey and I are both going back and forth, like, look, <laughs> it was, Aww. it was one of those moments. And then, you know, I, I have a few other friends who, who went alongside me that I got to text and be like, look at us go, um, which has been really cool. And, and, you know, amongst a lot of the things that have happened this year that have been, yes, opportunities that have gone really well are because of the, you know, women in club management kind of partnership I've got going. Yeah, for sure. And it feels like a really good time to be a woman in CMAA for me. Um, it's, yeah. Again, 2023, like we said, the best of 2023. I got the cream of the crop. I, yeah, I, did. I really did. I love this. This just makes, I've been smiling this whole time. For our <laughs> listeners who obviously cannot see us as we're recording, my face, I feel like a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> like that skit from SNL. But by now, I can't stop smiling because, like, seriously, this I I'm I'm so like I'm happy for you, obviously, and thrilled that you've had such a p- good year personally and professionally. But I think everything that you're saying, Julia, is is really it really speaks to the heart of what our goals are as an organization, the kind of things that we're wanting to build, the opportunities that we want to provide for our members. Um, And you're touching on all of that right now. And just in terms of the community that you're a part of, in terms of like your approach to how things are going um, is really cool to hear and to see, because as as we talked about, like I've watched you grow in this role since you were a student and now to see you flourishing is so cool. Um, And I'm so proud. (laughs) I'm so proud. (laughs) Anyways, you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're well. Thank you. I've not done anything. <laughs> you're the one doing all the work, my friend. <laughs> Melissa, it's, do you want to take the awesome. next question? Because I've just been like fawning over Julia this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say. But uh, so, Julia, I know you've been working with the, the mid manager task force, and um, you know, and obviously you've gotten to take advantage of such amazing opportunities with scholarships from the Club Foundation and, and advancing with um, the National Capital Chapter. 
What kind of advice would you give to other mid-managers about their course in CMAA? I think there's not enough, for whatever reason, you know, I am very blessed that I am able to tend Again, locally, we we do everything for NCCMA, and I know a lot of chapters, um, the opportunities aren't as, as easy to attend, and, and the way we are all set up, 99% of the educations I can attend and I can be a part of, and my team will support me because they know how important this is, this is to me, but I think a big part of why they know this is important to me is because I make it so known. You know, I came into Cosmos, and I was like, this is my bread and butter. I love what I do. I love being a director of catering. I've always loved working in catering. And I think for a long time I was discounted on the kind of roster because of my, like, if I work as a director of catering at my next five clubs, I will be thrilled. I would like to be a GM when I'm 50. You know, I I have no plans to be the top of the the food chain for right now. I would be happy to be a mid-manager for a long, long time. And I think I was discounted because you know, at AAC, my boss loved what she did, but she was a part of um, PCMAA, which was like the the club event planners, or or I think that's what it was called. And and I had to really be like, oh, no, no, like I'd really like to keep my CMAA membership instead. I, I really enjoy this so much more. And, you know, they were like, cool, local stuff is great. We love the Georgia chapter, you know, and, and they put on amazing educations back when I, I got to go as a student when I was an intern at AAC and, you know, as a professional. Um, but I didn't I didn't make it as known that I really, really wanted to do this. And I think if I had said that, there would have been more support and there would have been more folks who were willing to, like, step in and help out when I did want to attend something that was really important for me. Um, so when I came into Cosmos, there was no question of a doubt this is exactly what I wanted to do and I'm lucky that you know the team supports that we have the ability to do so but I think asking for for these opportunities has always been you know like I said earlier the no's have not come as often as I thought they were going to you know it is it has always been a yes and I know it's not always a situation clubs don't have the the bodies to spare and I don't have the manpower to kind of bolster some of those requests. But if you don't tell anybody that you're really interested in this and you're also, to, you know, willing to put in the time to find some support and find a person to help, you know, cover while you're gone, it's impossible to ever attend these things and, and figure that out. But also saying yes to whatever possible. You know, I was I was fully going to apply for every possible scholarship this year available. The only one I, the only reason I didn't apply for the NCCMA one was because my coordinator applied and I wanted to give her a better chance of getting it. You know, it was, that was the, the main kind of draw there, but every opportunity that I could possibly ask for, I've, I've tried to, and I feel like it's really easy to get mired down in the, I don't know, you're not indisposable, you know, there's always somebody who can can stand in for you on the day to day and make sure you can attend the things that you want to attend and, and get the opportunities you want to do. But also just, again, it's all about making those intentions known. I love that. I love it. I mean, you can't get there if you don't know where you're going and you can't get there if you don't ask for the support of those around you to make that happen. So I, I love that. So here's another question that I that we have uh, started teeing up for everybody uh, in result of our Choose Clubs campaign, and and the question really is just simple: why why clubs? Why this industry? What do you what keeps you here? 
Well, as we we know, I am second gen, and my mother tried every which way to talk me out of it. Um, she was the general manager of, of Bay Hill in Orlando, Florida, and I think her club experience, you know, she came up on the accounting side of things. She's brilliant with numbers, and she's fantastic with people. She was a a, a young woman, you know, way back in, in, in the 90s to be a general manager of a major club was unheard of as a, a woman, let alone to, she was like, earlier younger than 30 um but they're very corporate and they're very you know there's it's a totally different style of club and so I think she had an entirely different experience um you know back then and and what she did and it's a it's an amazing property and the things that they get access to and and the stuff they do is is just so cool um but I can see why she wouldn't love this for me and so every opportunity that I have tried to to you know put myself in front of has been about the right club. Um, and and I have been so lucky that I always land at a place where the members are fantastic people. You know, I, I can't say the same, you know, you go to a restaurant, you go to a Ruth's Chris, and you get, a, you get access to the same kind of flavor of people, but they behave differently. They, they act so strange. And, you know, you go to hotels and, it's again the same flavor of people and it's just not they put on a different mask or they put on a different jacket or I don't know what it is but you know at the club maybe there's accountability because they have to be nice there they they know that everyone knows them but I have always had the best experience with members and you just don't get that in other you know veins of hospitality um beyond that I I really, I have it good. You know, I'm working catering. <laughs> I've got it good. Yes, when I was at AAC, we still worked all the holidays. We had the crazy, crazier hours. But, you know, for what I do and, and the, the job that I'm responsible for, I am much closer to a regular nine to five, which doesn't exist anymore. You know, no, no industry has a nine to five. But I have the ability to be a little bit more on that side of things. And, even my folks in banquets and even my folks in food and beverage on the, the dining side and, and things like that have a better work-life balance, I think, than than some folks I know who are restaurant managers or, you know, AGMs of hotels and, and things like that. And the reward for that, yes, fine, you, you're able to secure a really fantastic reservation for somebody, you know, as a concierge at a hotel, they're happy with you and then they go off into the sunset and you never see them again. I have done so many incredible events for members that have been so like important, you know, major life events, the weddings and the the baby showers. And, you know, I got to plan Katanji Brown Jackson's investiture reception. Then that's, you know, I never ever casual ever, things. Casual things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pat myself on the back. Yeah, um, no big deal. <laughs> but I, I just don't think there's no other vein of hospitality where you get to be a part of so many of those moments for folks and and the relationships I I have fostered with with the members here and and I keep in touch with some of my members from the Atlanta Athletic Club honestly we followed each other on Instagram and you know I I got to do I did a baby shower for a woman right before the pandemic and I have now watched her two children grow up you know it's 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 insane and I just think that that's so much more rewarding every once in a while I do have a crisis I'm not finding the cure for cancer I'm not responsible for world peace. Like, do I really add value to society? And I do, I really do. You know, you you just have to look at it in an incredibly different way. And 
there are bad days where somebody yells at you and you're like, this just can't be real. Like, it can't be real. Nothing is real like this. Um, But then I have a member who comes into my office and he did his doctorate at Florida State and he's, you know, he's the cutest. He's Dr. Dave and he's he's so adorable. And we sit there and we talk about, you know, Tallahassee things and all is right in the world. All is fine. He brings me stickers and copies of the the various magazine that that we we get as alumni and I'm like this is why I do this this is exactly why I do this the man is you know an example of one of many who are wonderful but you know it's just I I would never ever find that even working at a restaurant for a really long time you have your regulars you have your your people who come back but they just don't treat you the same way so I am always I am always 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 going to pick clubs regardless of the situation you know I've had so many friends who have started out and have left the club industry and you know there's always that next opportunity there's always a bigger paycheck there's always a a, you know a better location or whatever the case may be but I love this industry and I have set my path to to growth and all the things I want to do I heck I someday I might be the chairman you know (laughs) let's do it (laughs) okay you heard it here first folks (laughs) Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to give that up for, you know, whatever the the other opportunity might be because I just I love this. I and I know my value here, the value I've created with Cosmos, the value I created back when I was at AAC and and the value I've created in CMAA, you know, I'm I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and I don't I I sing it to all of the children coming up. I I sing it to anybody who asks. You know, I went to a JMU career fair the other day and that was a little scary. Those the, the kids are not all the kids are are all right. Uh, yes. uh, being almost one myself, I was like, guys. I is, know. Whoa. Um, and your professors think this is okay. All right. Um, yeah. But every kid who who came along, and you know, I met some real impressive freshmen. I was like, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of CMAA? <laughs> Let yeah. me have introduce you, you. Have you ever had a taste of this medicine? Um, <laughs> And I just don't know that I'd ever do that if I worked in any other industry. I don't know if I'd be able to sing those praises like I do. She's a true evangelist for, for clubs, it. Melissa. I'm pushing the Kool-Aid to everyone. <laughs> I think, honestly, that's like the perfect note to end on because I really don't know how we could better sum up this whole experience, <laughs> <Yeah>. frankly. <laughs> She's pushing the Kool-Aid, ladies and gentlemen pushing the Kool-Aid. Julia, you've had a fabulous year. Thank you so, so much for spending your time with us this morning. Um, One last thing before we sign off, and that is what is one thing that you're most looking forward to in 2024? We're going to chill out on some of the yeses. (laughs) (laughs) Was like that much yes a little exhausting? No, um, this was forced growth that was good for me. I am looking forward to really figuring out what what catering at the Cosmos Club looks like mm-hmm. and what we are capable of. We um, we are going to hit $4 million this year in just catering revenue. Wow. wow. Um, and a good chunk of that, I, at the beginning of the year, unfortunately, was responsible solely for <laughs> still. <laughs> um, and now I have a, an amazing coordinator, so she's responsible for a chunk of it as well. But, um, you know, I want to figure out what the what next, what 2024 is revenue goal looks like. That was my main goal for, for 2023 is I just want to hit 4 million. And, and I think we're at almost 4.2 right now, which is 
crazy to, to say, um, but I also want to figure out a better, easier way to, to do that um, and, and, and get that uh, off the ground easier. I want to make that $4 million and I want to make it a little nicer yeah, to palette. Right. <laughs> of course. Um, but I also really, you know, 2022 was, was also a really hard year for me personally. And 2023, you know, we've come a long way personally. I've got a really fantastic friend group in DC now, which took a long time with the pandemic and working crazy hours and doing all the things. And I can finally say like, I have people, I have my people. Um, and I would really like to personally, you know, I, we, so much of my life, does revolve around my my value as a professional and the we talk about all the time the front of the business card and the back of the business card the back of the, my business card is abysmal um <laughs> most of the time i'm such a successful 27 year old that like i forget we still should go out and have like a how good time hu- how do i do human things <laughs> um, <I understand. laughs> and my friends in dc are so fantastic. You know, I they, they invited me to a dinner party Saturday, completely understanding that I had to work a wine dinner and, you know, get that off the up off the ground. And they waited for me. They waited for me to start dinner. And nice. I was late and there were metro mistakes. And of they <laughs> they sat there and they entertained themselves. And I wasn't that late because I, I ended up being able to get off. But I've I've always had good relationships and I've, I have a, a network of wonderful friends from all of my stages of life. But to know that I have found people who are willing to wait for me to get there, knowing the crazy job I work and knowing that I can't always, you know, plan ahead. It was like there was an epiphany and I sat there in the the Uber for a little bit and I was like, this is what it means to do both. You know, (laughs) know, we're finally doing better. I professionally, I want to I want to figure out how to make our lives easier in the catering department. I want to figure out a way potentially in 2024. to envelop member events back into catering and and figure out a way to make that kind of more cohesive uh and and what that could could look like um for a, a true department there catering member events or catering and special events or whatever we want to call that but also i i just want to continue to remember i'm a 27 year old yes i have friends i want to have a good time i want to do the things that are important to me too and those things can happen simultaneously they can I totally, totally feel that on a very deep, like foundational personal level, because similarly, I was in a I I remember feeling the same way in like my mid 20s of like, oh, I'm doing all the things I need to do in in the work part of my life. But what the heck am I doing over here? (laughs) And I've had people tell me all the time, like, you just need to have fun. You need to go out and you need to act your age. Like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) So. I totally hear you, Julia, and I wish you the best of luck because it's so worth it. And it sounds like you're already making a lot of good progress in that regard. Um, But keep doing that because it's that fulfillment in your life outside of work, um, I think, makes your work life that much better because you know you have (laughs) you have that other space where you can exist as your whole self because sometimes you don't get to do that at work. (laughs) Well, the Cosmos Club knows me. Yeah, I that's true. Never mind. <laughs> I don't smush myself down for for many folks. They they know Julia. They, they, they know, know exactly what they're getting. <laughs> that's a true statement. <laughs> Very true. Well, Julia, it sounds like your 2024 is teed up to be hopefully just as good as your 2023. Um, 
like I said, I'm very proud of everything that you've accomplished this year and what you will continue to accomplish. I think um, you are a wonderful representation of what the association strives for. And I just want to congratulate you on a great year. And thank you again so much for sharing that with us today on the podcast. Thank you, guys. I of really course. appreciate you asking me to be a part of this. And again, thank you for all of that you have teed up for me for this very successful year. <laughs> Well, you know, we'll only take credit for like a little bit of it. You did most of the hard stuff, like existing and you well. know, being good at what you do. <laughs> that part, that's that's the hard part. We just were grabbing like, all those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, yeah. saying Going yes for it. and being Going brave. For it. I love it. Thank y'all. Oh, Melissa, I I think I said it 800 times uh, when we were talking to Julia, but I'm so proud of her, and I think that her approach to this year and the idea of a year of yes was uh, so brave and cool and clearly led her to some really incredible experiences and opportunities and hopefully paved the way for a good 2024 for her as well. So what a great conversation. Absolutely. You know, I can't, I can't wait to see where she goes. I, I totally believe when she says she's going to be chairman, I totally believe it. And I'm marking this down. I'm marking yes. this down in my notes. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> On this, the day of our Lord, December 20th, 2023. <laughs> you heard it here it first. That. So absolutely. thinking about the best of 2023, Melissa and I thought it might be a little bit, a little bit, a little fun to uh, do our own little review moment for the year in the form of some trivia, because both of us are total dorks and really like a trivia moment. This was, I'm going to say this was Melissa's idea. <laughs> I cannot take credit for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And I will say I was inspired. So um, this year I I found a, a new podcast uh, that I've been really enjoying with my family, and that's the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Um, and they're, sounds great. they are amazing. Um, the the co-hosts are super fun, and they do all sorts of topics. And right now, uh, you know, as we wrap the end of the year, they're doing, you know, Christmas, music, trivia they're doing elf trivia they did they've done they do trivia for all of the mainstream things they do pokemon trivia harry potter trivia all that stuff um and they're just just fun trivia and they're great uh super family friendly so uh, pop those in your car i discovered those um uh, recommendation from a friend this summer we did some road trips so this really inspired me to say you know we need to do a little bit of trivia we won't do as long as, as what they do for a full episode but Kyle and I have each prepared three questions for each other uh, <laughs> about our episodes this, this, this year. year. So you can, if you are a trivia nerd, you too can play can along. Play along. Uh, and yes. if you're a super, if you're a super fan or a super, super listener, um, you know, this is all probably uh, pretty, uh, pretty cool for you. But if it's not, and you, and we talk about an episode that you didn't hear, it's a great opportunity to, to plug that on your playlist so that you can catch up on some of the great things that we had this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love trivia, but I'm a little nervous because <laughs> I realized in finding my trivia questions and I was going back and listening to things, I was like, oh man, it's been quite a year. We've talked to a lot of different people. <laughs> it's it so has. much good content. So trying to filter all of that through my brain will be a, will be a real treat. And regardless of how <laughs> our, the results of our trivia go, 
Uh, I'd say it was a great year for the podcast because we had the opportunity to talk to so many interesting people from all over the country. So, Melissa, let's take it away. You can ask the first okay. question. Okay, Kyle, here is your first question. Oh, no. In our first episode of the year, oh, entitled The Power of Curiosity, we interviewed Sarah Noel Wilson. She wrote a book with a memorable book title title about not feeding this pachyderm. I know what it is. Do you remember the title of the book? Yes, it's Don't Feed the Elephants. Woohoo! And that was a great Five conversation. Five points to Gryffindor. Yes! Five <laughs> points to Gryffindor. Um, my first question is actually about that same episode, which probably okay. tells us that it was impactful uh, since we were both drawn to it. But in that episode, while we're talking about not feeding the elephants, Sarah talked a little bit about, and she said this right up front, what she thinks it means to be an effective leader. Do you remember what that was? I think she really focused a lot on that episode about being curious um, and being a good listener. That is correct. So her, her quote, was that being an effective leader is not about knowing and doing. It is about helping others learn how to know and do and recognizing that there are things that you don't know. And I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. It's being curious. It's it's taking that pause to recognize, nope, I don't have all of the facts here and maybe I should do a little bit of work and figure out what they are. So great job. Go us, Fabulous. five points to Hufflepuff. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to jump forward in the year to episode 92, Kyle. Okay, I did not pick a we, question from this one. <laughs> we talked to two amazing student members, Amelia Santarosa and Matthew Cummings, mm -hmm. and they shared a really cool uh, award-winning Shark Tank idea. And Shark Tank, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a, our student uh, competition. And literally, they have to present this idea at World Conference to a panel of sharks with club management professionals. Um, and both of these amazing individuals were just about to graduate. They had been uh, great contributors to one of our award-winning student chapters. Kyle, do you remember what student chapter these two folks belong to? I sure do. Those are kiddos from Niagara University. Amelia and Matthew, uh, both members of the leadership um, within the student chapter at Niagara. Obviously, if you've been around CMA for a long time, you're familiar with our student organizations. You'll know that the Niagara University student chapter has long been a very proud CMA chapter, very involved, very engaged, very successful. So no surprise that our Shark Tank winners came out of Niagara but their uh, presentation was super impressive and I definitely recommend that you go back and listen to that because you will be blown away by the professionalism that our students display. Why are you looking at me like that? I, I'm just worried about what the next session's gonna oh, be. Dear. Go ahead. <laughs> she's, she's suspicious. All right, well, the, while we're on the student trend, see, we, we were of the same mind. This isn't from the oh, same no. episode, but in episode 96, we chatted with Ash Ashley Zicello, who's also a student oh. member, about um, a research project that she was working on. Um, and we had a great conversation. She talked to us a lot about, 
you know, research about wellness in the club space and what that looks like from an employee perspective as well as a member perspective. But Melissa, do you recall what school Ashley attends? Sure. Ashley is at Johnson and Wales. Yes. Do you and remember which one? It- <laughs> Providence? Yeah! <laughs> you did yeah. it. <laughs> Yay, hooray! You know, personally, this year, I went to Rhode Island for the first time. So I think that's why it's stuck That's why it's stuck in your head. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I think the summation from, from that is mm-hmm. that we had some really great moments from our students this year. In addition to all mm-hmm. of the wonderful things that our professional members have accomplished, our students are were really you know, knocking it out of the park. And I can't say that I'm surprised. So keep it up, kiddos. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, Kyle, in episode 99, we talked to our amazing new colleague, Don Coleman, um, and along with Ishan Tuli. So Don is now the vice president of education for CMA. So shout out to Don. And Don... Like so many CMA members had a really interesting entry into the club industry. Um, Obviously, John came from the club industry and she um, spent a good bit of her professional career at the Stillwater Country Club in beautiful Stillwater, Oklahoma. But club management was not John's first uh, role at the club. Kyle, do you remember what Don's first job at the club was? Wasn't it accounting or finance? She was a numbers person. Absolutely. Yes. She was a business manager slash CFO. Yeah. So Gryffindor. You're, you're three for three, Kyle. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we actually just had a conversation with Don this morning, and, you know, we're <laughs> so thrilled that she's on our team. But, yeah, she came up through the – the finance side of things in clubs, and then now we we stole her. So now she's ours. Sorry, you can't have her back. We like her. <laughs> she's going to stay with us. All right, final question, and it's very fitting because this is from episode 100. Where, okay. for our listeners, this was a very exciting episode for all of us. As you know, after mm-hmm. five years, the podcast finally hit 100 episodes, um, but we took the podcast on the road. We went up to New Hampshire, not New Hampshire, Massachusetts. What the heck? Almost New Hampshire. <laughs> Almost New Hampshire. Like quite literally like five Very more close. minutes and we would have been there. We went up to Massachusetts and we visited with our friend Jeff Isbell, who is, I would say, the OG podcast super fan of Let's Talk Club Management. Um, and he hosted us for a lovely, lovely conversation at his club, which is Renaissance, not Renaissance Golf Club, as I said 800 times in that interview, just Renaissance. What year was Renaissance founded? This one's hard. Oh, my God, this, this is hard. So so Renaissance is a relatively new club. Um, it hasn't been around as long as some of our Urson centennial club so i want to say it's somewhere between 1997 and 2003 that is very good the answer is 2000 is when the year with the the club okay. was founded great job okay cool okay. yeah no, excellent I was, I was in that range. <laughs> yeah excellent deductive reasoning renaissance is interesting because it's a sort of like a corporate situation in that there's a portfolio of clubs owned by the same company um, and Renaissance is but one of several properties. Um, But yeah, you're right. 
definitely not as old, not as um, perhaps steeped in storied tradition as some of our other clubs, but uh, still a really special and very cool experience for us to get to go up there and check it out in person. Absolutely. Shout out to Jeff Isbell. Cheers, pal. Definitely a highlight of the podcast, and we hope to get the opportunity to take it on the road again. Yes. uh, In in 2024. Yeah, I love that. So that was so fun. We should do trivia more often. It was super fun. We should. That was super fun. Well, Kyle, I think, um, you know, as we wrap this year, I'd like to to give a big shout out to the CMA team. Um, You know, our our voices are on this podcast and and it is really one of our passion projects. But um, there is an entire group of professionals here at CMA headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, working on behalf of our members all year long. And so as we wrap our 2023, I just want to say some big shout outs. So bear with me. Okay. (laughs) We're going to get through this. So we got this. um, Start. In absolutely no particular order, I'm starting with the amazing Alana Eckert, who is our manager of membership services, our colleague Ava Spies, the director of the Club Foundation, Michelle Gyrus, our director of member solutions, Ishan Tuli, our staff accountant, Pam Barrett, our other staff accountant, and Jason Tate, the chief financial officer who knows where all the money is, uh, Chris Flatt, our systems developer, Kate McDevitt, our Director of Web Content and Administration. We work a lot with Kate, and Kate makes the podcast possible by posting that online and making sure we spell everything correctly. (laughs) Kate makes most things possible. (laughs) Kate really does. Chris Valo, our Chief Information Officer. Our colleague, Bob Gould, our CMAA Club Resources Specialist. Sonia Rome, except wait a minute. Nope. Somebody didn't update those lists. Because Sonia Pierbark, congrats to Thank Sonia. You. She was just married last month. Big congratulations yeah. to Sonia. She is our manager of certification and education. Our colleague, Michelle Carrington, the director of educational resources and virtual learning. The indubitable Brian Watkins, our director <laughs> of certification and education. And the voice Cheers of CMA at World Conference. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, cheers to Amilcar Davy, our Director of Research, and John Coleman, our Vice President of Learning and Career Development, and our Chief Learning Officer, Jason Koningsfeld, PhD, CHE. And here in our membership team, our very special kudos go out to Brendan Beckett, our Coordinator of Digital Marketing. Brendan makes our beautiful graphics uh, to help promote the podcast, so special shout out for that. Yes. Marissa, Marissa Riley, our member services coordinator, that title does not do her justice. Marissa no. is the lifeblood of this office and um, she makes everything, everything and everyone run. So yes. she's the first voice you hear when you call CMA and is probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your entire life. Our amazing colleague, Sarah Tom, the manager of member and community engagement, our partner in time and Crime on the communications team, Roy Queenie, the manager of design and production, who helps everything look great. He designed our original podcast logo and has always been supportive. You're going to hear from him for the first time next quarter about so the bicycle to talk about. 
our fabulous colleague, Samaya Arcusa, the manager of student development. And Big shout out shout to out Sumaya. To she just had a baby. Congrats, Sumaya. <laughs> There's so many big, wonderful things happening for members of the CMA staff this year that are worth celebrating. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, our colleague, Kelly Springer, the director of exhibit sales and services. Kelly is a long tenured CMA member, just amazing person. And Shane Ayers, our Director of Meetings and Logistics, who makes all of our meetings and events uh, seamless. Thank you. Our colleague, Karen Woody, the Director of Career Resources. The fabulous Kimberly Campazano, the Vice President of Business Development. Our colleague, Erica Benjamin, the Vice President of Member and Chapter Relations. And last but not least in the Membership Operations Department, our esteemed supervisor, leader, mentor, motivator, and all-around people person. Resident uh, empath. Officer. <laughs> yeah, Kim Pasquale. We love you, Kim. Thank you for not firing us this year. <laughs> and, and last but definitely not least, uh, our president and CEO, Jeff Morgan, Jeff who... Morgan. Uh, Who lets us make this podcast. <laughs> lets us make this podcast and is a constant supporter and guest. So yes. uh, we we just couldn't do it without this amazing team of professionals. And and just also a shout out to um, our, ex, our other extra special folks that we work with. Um, we have amazing uh, partners. We have amazing uh, vendors. Mm -hmm. We have amazing design folks that we work with on a number of projects. So just thank you and happiest holidays to all of you. It's a great opportunity to recognize the contributions that every single one of these individuals makes to this amazing association. And it's my Absolutely. pleasure to work with them. Yes, 100% cosign. Um, totally agree with that 100%. And I would also like to throw in a shout out to our communications committee. Um, our communications committee members do a lot of work throughout the year. They meet multiple times. They help us, um, you know, create and direct the content within the magazine, as well as provide their insight and opinions on a lot of our other communications efforts. Um, we couldn't do a lot of what we do without their brain power, truly. So thank you to our committee. Um, we appreciate your service and we look forward to working with the next iteration of that group in 2024. So Melissa, I also want to give you a huge shout out. Um, you know, you didn't list yourself, but you are also a very vital, important member of our team here at CMA. And I'm truly grateful to get to work alongside you every day and to make this podcast with you because it really is one of the most fun things that we get to do. And we just get to goof off. So <laughs> that's pretty great. It is absolutely the best. And uh, Kyle, there's no one else that I would rather podcast with than you. So it is, it is always a pleasure. And I can't wait to see what we get to do in 2024. Heck yeah, it'll be a good one. But for now, I think that signs us off for 2023. Um, best holiday wishes to everyone um, for, and also, you know, I hope everyone has a safe, safe and happy new year. <laughs> Words are hard today. <laughs> but um, that's it for us from, from CMAA for 2023. So I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We'll see you in the new year. Bye. Take care, friends. Bye.
The Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org.